Support for today's show comes from Grammarly. Grammarly is a service. It comes as a Chrome extension. It comes as a full-blown app at Grammarly.com. And frankly, it helps tremendously with writing. Even when I was just using the Chrome extension, it made a huge difference in my writing. And then for the books and articles I write, it has cleaned up my grammar tremendously. Use the link in the show notes. Frankly, they give me a few cents for every download and for every order. So please use the link in the show notes. I Trust me, I really do use this product. It is terrific. And we'll be back in just one moment. Episode 2145 of No BS Job Search Advice Radio. I'm Jeff Alton, the Big Game Hunter, the host of this show, as I have been for more than 10 friggin' years. Welcome! And today is part two of my interview with Eleanor Migoda from jobstep.co. If you didn't hear part one, listen to it. You don't have to, uh, but I just think it it has good material in and of itself uh, for you. Now, I started today's show probably about 30 seconds before I cut yesterday's. Uh, So the last 35, 40 seconds will sound like a repetition because it is. I just wanted to lead in with some of that material before we went to the next topic. Hope you found it helpful. Hope you give the show a great review wherever you listen to it. And we'll be back in just one moment. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Yes, Think, exactly. Thinking is vastly overrated. Spell it out for them. Exactly. Let them know what you really do. And as Eleanor said, it's something that you can defend. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's one thing to say, I have light experience, whatever that means, with whatever the item is. But think of in terms of what's defensible for you. And don't BS people, because if they find that quickly enough. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know, folks, that get hired for all that BS that they put on their resume? Oh, no. It always comes back to the core stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Always, always. And then the third tip, this is less ATS specific today, Friday, I can't speak. But going back to that second phase, right? So you get through the ATS, you make sure that your resume is parsable enough. It has enough of the keywords so that it gets through that search, right? So it titles, software. And then the, the second part is getting through the recruiter. What you want to do, at, you know, as you said, you want to make it super simple for someone to see how you are relevant to the job. And so using, making sure your language is, is everyday language as much as possible. It's easy to understand what it is you did, right? Because a recruiter is spending between six and 20 seconds on your resume, but they've just gone through 12 resumes before you and maybe 72 resumes after you. And so when they're skimming through it, it's not that they're looking for specific words. They are trying their best. People who become recruiters really do want to help people get jobs. They really do love interacting with potential team members. And so they're looking for, okay, is this person going to thrive 
in this role? Have they done something similar? What kind of impact have they done? Okay, my, let me see. My eyes are gonna go very quickly to numbers. So if you have a metric, put metrics, business-related metrics into your resume so that when you get to the second phase of this black hole, right, the, the, the recruiter section, the recruiter part, the recruiter can look and go, okay, I can see the impact. I can see the title. I can see the skills that they've had. I see the software familiarity. Got it. This person has what I, has the basic requirements. Let's bring them in for an interview. And thus, folks, there's a difference between someone who's doing something that has a $20,000 impact, a $200,000 impact, 2 million, 20 million, 200 million to 2 billion. And the numbers are really what spell out what your impact is. After all, business is the language of money. Money is numbers. So mm -hmm. make it clear, make it obvious to folks what your effect has been. Unless, of course, you're in the 20,000 category where you might want to obfuscate that a little bit so you can qualify for the more experienced roles. But you know, they find out. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Because this 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 phase, right, the ATS and that first recruiter review of your resume is just the first in many steps. And what we are finding from our job seekers is that for whatever reason, employers are now, it's not just three steps. It's not just the phone screen, the first interview and a final interview. It's oftentimes the reviewer, the recruiter screen, a phone screen, your first interview with a hiring manager, some sort of exercise, and then maybe one or two additional sets of interviews. You're going through five rounds. And, and so I think the other piece that people often forget when they're thinking about their resume, your resume one, right? We've talked about the first two things it does. One is get through the ATS. The second one is impress a recruiter enough within six seconds that they see what you've done. The third thing that a resume does is it sets the agenda for your interview, right? Before any interview, your recruiter probably doesn't remember what they read, whether it's four days ago or a week ago. And so 10 seconds before the interview, especially with Zoom, 10 seconds before the interview, they pull up the resume and they quickly skim it again. And they go, hey, I wanna talk about this point, this point, and this point. And so when you are thinking about your resume and you're thinking about gamifying it, this is really about communication. This is really about, okay, let me make sure that the stories I'm most prepared to talk about, the stories that show that I, as you said, Jeff, understand the language of business, I have had impact. Those are at the top of your resume or top of each section so that your recruiter is most likely to, to kind of skim and find those and say, yeah, let's talk about this in the interview. And the same thing for a hiring manager. A hiring manager has often only heard what the recruiter has told them about you and have only read the resume for the 10 seconds right before their interview with you. So it's the same thing. It's functioning as part of your agenda for that interview that you have. It's so fascinating because I know, you know, having worked in search for as long as I did, maybe. I read it 10 seconds before the interview. Maybe, right? <laughs> Maybe. I knew I wanted to talk to this person. I put them on my calendar for a reason. And, you know, the phone call starts because, you know, I was pre-Zoom days. Uh, you know, I got out before we all started working over Zoom. And, uh, you know, I'm on the phone with someone. I bring the resume up on my screen. Oh, yeah, this is the person. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's how I got the reminder. Yeah, they were working for so-and-so doing so Yeah, okay. And... Thus, folks, you got to remember, this is the most important thing in the world to you. But to them, it's one of 300 things they've had on their 
calendar and they've been dropped in their lap all day and you have to get their attention fast because exactly. if, if you don't get attention you're lost because you, you just become one of many instead of being the standout to them exactly exactly definitely so we've covered getting it through the machine machine part of this mm -hmm. to the human being to the actual interview and mm -hmm. what they're trying to do, accomplish during this interview. What else goes into this that, that's your secret sauce? Come on, you, you can, <laughs> it's just between us, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I would say, so going back to this metaphor of the black hole, right? Why do we, why do we say it? Why does it resonate so, so close to home when you're thinking when you're when you're a job seeker and it's because you can apply to so many jobs and not hear back right and you're not entirely sure why that's happening you may not get feedback um you may get a pretty generic piece of feedback um there's one other thing that i want to note is right because because there are two steps before you get called back into an interview that, that adds a lot of what I call noise, right? So for those of you who are statistics buff, right? Like that's the kind of noise, like right? the, the kind of distribution of the, all the extra reasons that um, even if you're qualified might mean that that day, it wasn't your day and you didn't get that interview. Um, so we did a study last summer to understand on average, how many applications were people sending and how many interviews were they getting? And so at the height of COVID, what we found is that the average job seeker, this is across 600 job seekers, the average job seeker is getting one interview for every 25 applications. And so what that means for, for job seekers is, is you're thinking about this back home, think about it a little bit more like there, there's just a little bit more of a game of chance than you want it to be. And so like what I would like to re, kind of reiterate to our job seekers is if you're applying on your own with a resume during COVID and you're getting um, one interview for every 25 applications you send out, that's a pretty good indication that you are targeting the right types of jobs and your resume is a good match for those types of jobs. If your response rate is higher, that means you're an above average candidate. So even though it hurts because you get, oh, I did all that work, pat yourself on the back and go, yeah, I'm an above average candidate. I'm hearing back way more than most people during COVID. And if you're a little below that, that's a good indication. Okay, if I'm thinking about my strategy, what do I need to change? You need to change either your targeting, so which types of jobs you're targeting, or you need to look at your resume and go, okay, am I putting in the skills that are required for this job? Am I putting in the right types of keywords? Again, so those different types of software. Am I am I listing the right? Am I describing the type of impact and the type and the level of work that this job description, these job descriptions are looking for? And that's that's where I would start. If you're saying, oh, I'm not hearing back and you're getting a fewer responses than one interview for every 25 applications, go back to your resume. This is where I'd start to think about that game, think about that communication a little bit more, thinking about the skills and the matching and the level. So number one is I hear a 4% success rate. Yes. Which yes. Sounds awful. And historically, what I've told job hunters, if you're not getting interviews and you're sending out resumes, it's for one of a couple of reasons. Number one, your resume stinks. Your resume and LinkedIn profile are not congruent because mm -hmm. they don't have to be identical. They just have to be consistent with one another because every person in the process is going back to your profile to get 
to make sure that you're not lying. Because I know this is a shock, folks. People lie. The third thing is your resume doesn't make a case for your candidacy because it doesn't demonstrate the fit. The fourth thing is you're kind of aspirational. I'd really like to do that job, but I've never done anything like it before. But I really want to be my favorite one is from what I still did search uh, was the person who was a Purdue chicken plucker who wanted to be a Java developer and never taken a course, knew nothing about Java. The word gamer even appeared on their resume, but they want to be a Java developer, even all they've done is pluck chickens for Purdue. So your numbers yeah. are kind of consistent with the idea, 4%. 4%. Yeah, with for job steppers, we're considerably higher just because we can look at different numbers and we can figure out what are some of the implicit things that employers are looking for that they may not put on their put on the job descriptions. And so we are able to put in additional keywords that are not as obvious. Um, and we're able to pull in better stories and better accomplishments and tell job seekers here are the accomplishments that you should be putting in and, and then we we do that for them. So our response rate is actually closer to one out of 15 during during COVID. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. And, and now that we're coming out of COVID, not completely out of the woods yet, but we, we've made a lot of progress yeah. and firms are back hiring. And the stories are that I've seen is one out of two US employees are going to want to change jobs in the next yes. year. Yes, really exciting. I think this is it is really exciting when job seekers take their career in their own hands and say, yeah, you know what? I'm not happy here, or let me explore. Let me see if there's a new career that I want to, to, to explore or a new skill that I want to build. I think that's fantastic. And I think it is, it is a lot of people say, oh, you know, Bitcoin or investment, you know, getting a better job is the, the most surefire way to make more money. Right, that getting a better, and so I think that is very exciting that more people are going to be looking, and then also as we come out of COVID, more employers are going to be looking for for new job seekers, for for new for new hires. Without a doubt, and what's very clear is now that we're coming out, we're almost at the other end of this. You know, it's a time for you uh, for folks to recapture their careers and take mm -hmm. responsibility for them again after all you're the ceo of your life and your career when you outsource responsibilities for career decisions to others you put yourself and your career at risk because your employer and your interests are not always aligned that's so true mm -hmm. thus you have a board of directors which can be your wife husband partner kids the dog, the cat, <laughs> they're on your board, but you're ultimately the chairperson. You have to take these constituencies into consideration and giving it away, giving away your power to your employer is just goofy. It's ridiculous because they don't care. They say they care. They talk the language of care. Oh, you're so important to us. We never want you to leave. We want it. it feels like family around here. All, all these kind of seductions that are designed to, and you're shaking your head. No, that's for yeah, the podcast yeah. audience that's going to watch this. Yeah, for the podcasters. Yeah, I just, I think there, there are employers who are great. There are employers who realize that their most important asset, their best resource are is their team, right? And so how, and thinking about, constantly thinking about, okay, I have these great people. How do I ensure that they are continuing to grow if that's what they want to do, that they're continuing to have the work-life balance that they want so that they'll stay, right? Because 
if you think about, again, the language of business, they're thinking about revenue and costs and, and having to train a new person is a huge cost. Having to have, losing someone who has all of this insider knowledge about customers and how the business works is a huge cost. And so smart employers, I think, do think about this, about how do I build good growth trajectories for my, for my employees? How do I ensure that they're continuing to make, that they are they are, they are contributing to the business out of, in, a, in a way that I can also continue to pay them more and how do I set them up for success? But that is, it is hard to do as a business owner and it is, it is very rare. And so I think you're right. As a job seeker, you are the CEO of your life. You are the CEO of your career. And so one of the best ways you can negotiate with an employer to say, hey, I deserve more is actually to get offers from the job market and say, yeah, I got an offer from someone else. Um, you know, I do love this place. I didn't look for another job to be disloyal. I just wanted to see what was out there, what other kind of career opportunities there were for me. Can you, can you match this? Can you match this? Can we talk about a way to make this kind of growth opportunity work at this company? Or you see, you know what, actually, oh yeah, I can get paid 10, 15, 20 K more if I, from, from a different job. And, you know, and if you don't, the, if you don't think about how, okay, how do I, how do I set myself up so that I know um, the value of my skills and my, the kind of impact I can bring on the job market, you might be, you might be sitting on, you might be kind of letting 10 K a year, 20 K a year go by because you're not, because you, because you, you're, you're letting, you're giving, as you said, you're giving the control to your employer when in fact that, that is something that, that they don't necessarily care about. Most of you folks are not wealthy enough to leave that kind of money on the table because it's not just simply one year you're leaving five or 10,000 or $20,000 behind, but let's amortize it over five years. Exactly. Yeah. If it's $5,000, giving your measly 3% raises where you are, and the next firm is giving you $5,000 more, at a minimum, your $25,000 that you've left behind plus raises. But if you're like most people, you're changing jobs once more within that five years. No one stays for five years anymore. No, if you no, change, yeah. if you change <laughs> no, jobs no. after two or three years, yeah. you get another $5,000, it's $35,000. Yeah. But you were the loyal employee. Yeah. Good, good for you. <laughs> yeah, there was a really interesting stat. Um, the average average employee stays in their job, I think it's two years and three months. So if you are, if you've been there for longer than two and a half years, you are really in the minority of, of how long you've stayed at a job. And what haven't we covered yet about the ATS and yeah, getting through see, the system? Because yeah. there are millions of things I know you know intuitively, but what else haven't we spoken? Yeah, let's, let me go, let's go through my checklist. So we've talked about the legacy systems, we've talked about new systems and how um, for new systems, recruiters are choosing, do I set up a lever? Do I set up some filters or do I search manually? And then we've talked about how after the ATS, they are now reading the resume and then, then how you can use your resume, not just for this kind of initial sales and then also as an agenda. I think, I think, okay, so we've talked about the easy keywords that you can, easy changes on your resume that you can make, right? So those are the software skills, that's a title. Um, another 
another way to get through the ATS, if you really want to game, this is for this is for the 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 people who love writing and crafting and problem solving. This is this is kind of like a Sudoku, Sudoku kind of challenge, right? And this is what our job coaches do for our job seekers. You look at what are the common responsibilities for this role that are on the job description. So, um, so for customer success, it might be, you know, running uh, quarterly business reviews, or it might be being uh, the point person for a customer or um, escalating things to engineering, right? And so now you have these phrases. These phrases probably aren't what the recruiter is going to search for. So you really now you're optimizing either for the legacy systems or for those auto filters. Um, and, and then the other thing you're doing is also, again, making it easy for when a recruiter is reading your resume, they can kind of one for one, oh, well, yeah, this phrase, this is the phrase that I'm looking for. This is the phrase that the, the hiring manager told me that they, they want someone who's done this. Okay, so, so you have these phrases, job descriptions are written in the, language of their own. They're not always clear, but now you've had these phrases and you go, okay, how do I, how do I get them into my resume so that we can maybe get through the legacy systems. Um, we can get through some of these kind of auto filters and definitely we can pattern, we can help the, the recruiter pattern match when they're reading it. Um, but what you don't want to do is just copy and paste the description, those, 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 those bullets from the job description into your, into your resume, right? So if, like, um, why not? If you think about this, if everyone did this, everyone's resume would look the same, right? So that's, so you don't want to look generic. You don't want to look like everyone else. Um, and so there are a lot of automated resume writing tools out there that are just taking job descriptions and then kind of putting them onto your resume. And now you're like, oh yeah, that sounds so fancy. That sounds like business language. That sounds like professional. What it does is it sounds like gobbledygook. It sounds ridiculous. And, and it's not, again, you're trying to get it parsable by the resume and then you're trying to make it human readable. It's not human readable. Someone reads that and they go, I don't actually know what you did. Okay. So so now you have the job descriptions, you know you're not supposed to just copy and paste it. What you're supposed to do is take those resume bullets and also take your accomplishments and go, okay, how can I take my accomplishment? How can I rephrase it in a way that takes some of the elements of those phrases? This is why I, I, I said this is like a Sudoku problem, right? Where you, and this is really for people who love crafting and tweaking. And you take your accomplishments, you take, okay, here's the metric that you accomplished. Here's, here's um, a very short description of how you accomplish it. Maybe one, maybe two facts about how you accomplish it. That's the, that's the, where you start. And now you want to pattern match it to what the recruiter is going to be looking for. And so you want to pull in the language, um, maybe the keywords, maybe some of these phrases like point person or escalate or um, advocate on behalf of a customer or enterprise customer, right? And then, and so you're just kind of switching those out and that, that can help a little bit for getting through some of those, the, the crazy logic, that the black box logic. It might help with some of the auto filters, but really what this is doing the most, this is less on the technology and the gaming, the, the so-called filters or robots, this is really about making that six second review that the recruiter is doing, making it easy for them to pattern match what you've done to what they know is required for this role. Golden. 
This is absolutely golden. Eleanor, thank you. How can people find out more about you, Job Step, Life, the Universe, and everything (laughs) that relates to you? Yeah, easiest way is to find us on our website, www.jobstep.co. We're also on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. Um, You can also email me, um, Eleanor, at jobstep.co. Happy to chat. Um, yeah, we are, I, I love what you do, Jeff. This is an amazing podcast, amazing YouTube channel. It's an amazing resource for people. I love that you push your guests uh, like me to really spill it all, be very clear. Um, and so thank you for, for having me and, and excited to, to join you and, and help other job seekers land better paying jobs. And that's five interviews, actually good quality interviews. Yes, in exactly. And what, what amount of time? Yes. So we guarantee our job seekers five plus interviews in six weeks. Um, And we do that by handling the almost all of the upfront work. So we do interview coaching. We use the information we learn from coaching you on interviews to write you a really, really good resume and cover letter, sometimes multiple, depending on how many jobs you're looking for. And then we then match you to high fit jobs that we're finding across job boards. And then we find those jobs, you approve them, we apply on your behalf. And then because we're playing this really smart, targeted numbers game, that's how we can guarantee our job seekers five interviews in six weeks. Excellent. Thank you. And folks, we'll be back soon with more. I'm Jeff Alpin, The Day Game Hunter. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you didn't, you're watching on YouTube, click the like button, subscribe to the channel, do something that lets people know that... So that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few things I can do to help you with your job search beyond simply being your coach. First of all, I've got a new book out called The Right Answers to Tough Interview Questions. It is like a cookbook with answers to tons of interview questions that you're going to be asked on interviews. And if you pair it up with my other new book, The Ultimate Job Interview Framework, they are a a terrific pair of books to help you with interviewing. In addition, a new service where you can practice mock interviews. If you go to thebiggamehunter.us forward slash mock, I've got a service there, very inexpensive, like $99, where... We have mock interviews set up. I'm going to be adding more to it very soon. But you can record your answers to them, and then I can critique them and help you perform better on them. You probably have noticed my show notes are pretty thorough with products and services that can help you with your search. And connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash the big game hunter. Lastly, my website has a ton of great information. That's thebiggamehunter.us. Now, if you're not ready to go there and go through the blog, put the address in your phone, thebiggamehunter.us, Jeff Altman. So this way, when you're ready to go, you have a way of getting back to my website. Hope you have a terrific day. And most importantly, be great! Be great!